The following Toku podcast contains spoilers from both past and present Tokusatsu, anime, manga, movies and other related media. If you do not wish to be spoiled we suggest turning off the podcast now. Otherwise please enjoy the show. Hello everybody, welcome to the Tokusatsu Podcast, the best show about Tokusatsu you've probably never heard of, and we're still in fucking quarantine, thank you. Yay. We're still dying! Uh. And what better way to enjoy this time than to watch a a go in a guy show, basically. Cutie Honey's Alive! Uh, Fuck it, let's just get into it, because I'm, (laughs) look, I'm gonna be straight up, I'm gonna just say it. I didn't like the show. I kind of didn't like the I show. I forgot about it. Well, uh, so. Uh, <laughs> we'll go. The yeah. Going to Guy series that we've done. And the first one that I managed to get through without having to resort <laughs> to alcohol. Um, it's also technically the first uh, Magical Girl series we've done. So you people can stop asking us to do those now. Because um, I'm not doing pretty cure. We're not. No. Uh, so, what the hell is this show about? Uh, it is about... Nothing! <laughs> How do we know when it's uh, over? I mean, yeah, yeah, kinda, kinda about nothing, uh... uh I mean, okay, let's, let's get into the good stuff, before anything, because I want to say this right now, besides Shibuya 15... This is probably some of the best fight choreography I've seen in the shows we've done. Oh, yes. It's really damn oh, yeah. good. The fights are very entertaining. Uh, there's a lot of really good choreography, a lot of really nice, like, high wire <coughs> foo stuff. Um, <laughs> the stuntmen in this show take a fucking beat. Oh, yeah. yeah. They definitely do. Definitely deserve They props. They earn their fucking lumps, man. Like, holy shit. There's a very. So, very yeah, that's nice, great. Progression in the fighting styles, where you compare how Honey fights early in the show, where it's she's just kind of like floundering around and barely fighting at all, using her boobs, getting her ass kicked, and compared to near the end of the show, where she's actually managing to fight and hold her own. It's it's a nice little progression. She learns how to fight and incorporates more moves yeah. from her uh, her friends there and everything like that. And it's a nice little nice little arc there. You can notice it's nothing super like obvious, but it's pretty subtle there if you pay attention. Um, yeah, it's not too bad. Um, besides just the fights, the fight scenes, the music. I thought the music in this show was really damn good. The music I is great too. Legitimately, I really, really the liked it. I'm not too big of a fan of the version of the theme that they used <coughs> in this. Uh, definitely, of the ones that I can recall, at least it's definitely the worst cover of the original theme song. Uh, but then again, when you compare it, this to is the only one I've the ever one heard. So from the '90s show or uh, the Gainax one, it's it's hard to really be better than those two. So, uh, if I remember correctly, who who did who did this version? Was it? It sounded. I don't know if these guys have been around that long, but it sounded like uh, the people who did the opening for Death Parade, Grand Grand Rodeo. I, think I their name. don't remember. I didn't look at the the credits there. I have a feeling it might be them. If not, I don't know. But I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I didn't mind the opening. It was all right. It kind of got on my nerves a little bit. Like um, I said, it's it's just kind of like a, a generic, like, poppy, like, club 
kind of remix of the the usual theme song, and it's it's whatever it exists. I like the ending themes. The ending oh, those were good. good though, yes, those were good. <laughs> they they kind of um, really fit the tone of the show, but they're good songs. So, oh yeah. <laughs> um, of, well, tones of the show, I guess, but you know, it's, God, it's let's, Toshiki we'll get in into a way, that. So it's, you know, that's to be expected. There are so many tones, which is even weirder. Mm. I, I'll say this. For a show with Toshiki Inoue, making writing a show about a Go Nagai series, and of all the series, Cutie Honey, this didn't feel like an Inoue show. This just felt more... You know what it felt like? It felt like, uh... What's his name? The writer for Kabuto. It felt more like something it, he would it write. It does feel mm. a little bit more like Yonamura's writing, yes. Especially when we compare it, like we said, Shibuya 15 there. I think it's just because... Inoue is such a weird man, but Gonagai is <laughs> way weirder. It's he, he's kind of hard to like top anything that's just regular cutie honey. He's humbled by Gonagai. <laughs> humbled by Gonagai's weirdness. I humbled that jabroni Inoue. So I think I Fucking think it's a combination hell. of that and the fact that he's using you know predefined characters, predefined. Well, primarily predefined. I know like most of the cast is original, but there it's all kind of like predefined roles and archetypes. So yeah, he's kind of working within a relatively small sandbox, but a sandbox that was already provided to him. So I think it's kind of like. But I I was gonna say like th- taking that into consideration, and from what you've told me, because I didn't get to, I was going to, but I didn't get to read the manga. This doesn't really follow the manga, because especially because the manga is like only what two volumes. Uh, much so. like a lot of old mangas, it's only like two or three volumes or so, so it's not particularly long. It it's no, it does not follow the original story at all. Beyond here is an android who fights a terrorist group called Panther Claw. That's about it. Uh, with the exception, so I feel like he might have had some more freedom with that. He, you would think so, but he he doesn't really. He kind of sticks to a very basic like villain plot of the week formula, and he doesn't really stray too much from like the the backstories or the the kind of general setup. He he sticks to the characters as they are more or less, and even though his original characters kind of change things a <clears> little <throat> bit, they're still relatively just kind of basic archetypes. He doesn't go like full which is very on weird. Weird with it. Well, it's it's very I I would say like uncharacteristic of Inoue to like play it safe because he played it really safe with this. I mean, like again, as, as almost safe to as a you boring level. Get with a Gonagai property, <laughs> but. of course. But like it, it almost felt like to a very bland level. He was very safe with everything he did here. Like I just thought, like why aren't you doing? more with this like there's something here you can do is something in no way it felt like he was on a leash i yeah i would not necessarily disagree i do agree in the sense that it's relatively subdued considering what he usually writes but this was 2006 so he hadn't reached full kiva yet (laughs) Um, again I, i do agree that i think it's a combination of it's already an adaptation of an already really fucking bonkers franchise and i assume it's because you know again he's working with elements that he didn't create and he might have been told to kind of keep it on the down low a little bit with his usual shenanigans so yeah obviously i don't know i couldn't say for certain i mean i wouldn't put it past it because it did feel like that it felt like 
somebody was in his ear saying, hey, no. But to the point where it's like, oh, I don't know what the fuck to do with this now. Again, it does compare a lot to his, kind of his earlier works where he's he's still totally <clears throat> bonkers, but it's subdued. It's not as like full on like zany mode. He, he, he's still it's tri- not Shogeki Goraigan. Exactly, it's not like Goraigan tier, which is like actually no, there was a couple of years. Before. Inoue at his Inoue. Yeah, exactly. But didn't that have Ki- uh, Amamiya in it as well? Uh, it did, but yeah. you know it was writing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Okay, so that comes into a problem that I have with the show, and we'll get into this now. And I mentioned Shokeki Goraigan. This show, and I know I don't know if people are even fans of this show. I don't think I've ever heard anybody talk about this show. But this show is kind of what I thought Shogeki Goraigan was going to be. Just weird without much substance to the point where it got boring. And that's kind of what the show became. Like, at, like at first, I was really into it. Like, I kind of liked Cutie. I, I kind of liked Cutie Honey. She was cute. Uh, <laughs> I kind of liked... <laughs> I liked the detective. I liked I liked the characters. I liked the idea. I mean, fuck's sake. Mark Musashi comes in for no reason. Mark Musashi. I can't get rid of this guy. He plays an absurdly rich man with a hair-trigger temper for no Shit! reason. He just... He just constantly switches between Son of a bitch. switches between <laughs> Japanese and English constantly throughout the same scene for no reason at to all. Flex. That, that got a, that got annoying after a while. It it was to flex. It, yes, it definitely was to flex. And speaking of, it, it kind of does answer a question we we had uh, raised when we did Shibuya 15 where we oh, yeah. we kind of had a debate whether or not is is his pronunciation of the words just like a character thing or is he just not good at Japanese and no, this answers it. No, he was just being a fucking weirdo. He can actually speak Japanese <laughs> like a normal person. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the fuck was going on with Shibuya 15, but I, whatever, whatever, yeah. dude. I mean, you know what? Maybe, maybe between then and now, he really got into Rosetta Stone. I don't know. Uh, that was um, like what two years, maybe a difference. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. Version 3.0 versus <laughs> version 2.0. I, I was gonna say like uh, this was like what two thousand six and that was and I think should be fifteen was two thousand three. I don't know. I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch Shibuya fifteen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so we have Mark Musashi. He's cooling in and everything. But that's the thing. Like, there was a lot of weird, wacky ideas that could have been funny or could have been charming or could have been exciting, and I just thought. You're not really giving me anything. Like, um, like the idea of, I don't know, I guess you would just call them other androids. I was going to say other honeys. Sister Miki and but Sister yeah, Yuki. Yeah, like, the idea of those guys, of those girls coming in, I was like, oh, cool, there's more of a dynamic. I wonder how they'll play off of each other. And they don't really. They don't really, they, well, I mean, they do, they, they, but they don't feel like they interact much. They do somewhat. They don't really, like, fight together, but there's kind of like... They, it's weird. They interact a little bit more before they introduce the fact that oh, they're also androids like she is, and she, they can fight and transform and everything. And like Yuki gets introduced like three episodes before it's revealed that she's a she's an android as well, and oh, yeah. she's like friends with Honey, and there's all this stuff, and then there's like a fucking weird subplot where she becomes a Yandere stalker to her Honey for no real reason. Oh yeah, um, which is weird. Uh, 
but and then after <coughs> after it's revealed, oh, we're we're all cyborgs and we're all you know we can all fight and transform. They they don't really interact too much outside of the fights. There's which is yeah. not to say that they're not like you know meshing with each other. Or they're not you know their plots don't react to each other. They're not like doing everything all separately. There's not like five plot lines going on. They're all intersected. It's just they tend to be in on their own. They never really interact with each other. It, it almost feels like a, this was becoming three different shows at a point. I would say it's more like they're interacting adjacent of each other rather than with each other. Mm. Uh, that too. I could say that too. And again, it it's not like it's a bad thing. It's not like, I, you know, unlike AJ, I found I thought it was pretty entertaining most of the whole way through. There's a couple <laughs> dull points here, but I thought I was thoroughly enjoyed by the I'll plot. say this. I I did. For, there were times where, like, if I because I watched it like with like chunks of episode, I would I forget them. But it did it did keep me going. It did keep me wanting to see more of the plot. Yeah, and and like I was saying, like I I didn't I I found points where I was like really into it. Like when a new Android would come in, awesome. When uh, I'm just gonna call him Krusaka because I don't remember his fucking name. Oh for some reason. God! When Krusaka comes well, in he's got like five and he gets a new, things, so <laughs> and, or when he get when he gets a new personality, that was interesting. We'll get to him. Or when Mark Musashi comes back as an android or no a robot, whatever, reason. that was interesting. <laughs> because yes, or when they bring in um when they bring in the 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 uh, the opera singer teacher who fucking likes eggs. Who devours eggs. I don't know. Like a psychopath. And um, she's a sadomasochist. And then drops the yoke onto people because she's a I don't psychopath. Um, you, you gotta, you gotta assume she was doing some disturbing things to those poor girls. No well, shit. We see her doing disturbing shit to them. Yeah, I know. Uh, what, what, what part did not raise the red flag? The fact that she's soliciting young teenagers to fuck them, or the fact that the first thing she does when she sees a human being is wrap them in bondage. No, hair. what I see. No, she only did that with men. First indication. She only did that with men. I saw as soon as I saw the gossamer sheet go over them. Or, or was, or was the fact that she. Dropped yokes on these people while they wore a very thin blanket. Not enough for you. No, that's what threw me off. That's what that, threw that me off. No, I knew what they were doing. I was just like, do they not notice that that's happening? See, Phil, when a mom and a daddy love each other. Oh, good much, fucking god. <laughs> they have a weird opera singer just break eggs over their faces. No, but like when she came in, she was interesting. And that's the thing. There's many points in this show where I was like, okay, this is interesting. This is interesting. This is interesting. And this is interesting. But at no point that I feel like I was jump, Like, I wasn't feeling like they were intertwining. It was more like, all right, new interesting thing. Uh, oh, no, 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 more interesting things. Uh, oh, new interesting things. But every once in a while, there was like a sprinkle, like, like little subplots that I kind of found like you know endearing or funny. Like one of my favorites was um was was with the kidnapper. I like that plot. That was oh cute. that was that was a good one. That was episode. But they were so. F- oh sorry. I think the problem is that they, unlike like a normal like monster of the week show where you have like there's the the big bad general and then there's the plot of the week leading up to their defeat and then we get the new one. Instead, it's, you know, we get the big bad of the week, and then we have a couple plots, and then we have a new one, and then we have a new one, and then one of them gets defeated, but then comes back, and then we get a new one, 
and then everything just kind of meanders until the end when they all get defeated in the last. Yeah, game. exactly. They also dropped oh, one of the elements, like, like what happened to the, what happened to the gambling aspect of it? That like just, that fell like right, right out, right, right out of. Yeah, there. I don't remember. I, I, I don't even remember when they dropped that. Honestly, I, like they dropped it. I just don't remember when. I don't know why they did, because that actually was a very interesting angle. I thought that's what the word they were going for, but I don't know. Okay, so when they first started doing it, it's like, okay, this is interesting. This is why Cutie Honey is going to stop them. They're going to find some more stuff about this, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, I don't know, maybe like four or five episodes in, they're just like, uh, yeah, forget about that. Yeah. I'm like, wh- why? Why why, f- why forego that gambling plot that was kind of interesting for just nothing? It, it just it went no. It, it just, like, went nowhere after that. Like, d- did we need more of Mark Musashi yelling shit every time? Yes. But... See, I don't even mind that. It's just, like, what was the point of that little gambling game just for them to never mention it again? Well, see, that's, that's the thing. There. It's like they kind of set that up as, like, oh, that's... That's Murakami's, uh, like, that's his villain's gimmick is that he sets up, like, weird, depraved gambling games. But then they just kind of, like, throw it to the Wade side because they want to talk about Mark Musashi's villain's <laughs> scheme, which is, like, weird, like, body augmentation shit. Oh, and yeah. And they forget that for the new villain, which who they then immediately forget. And then they introduce the another one, and then it's this and it's that. And, uh, like I said, I don't think it ever gets, like, not entertaining it's still entertaining i enjoyed it but it's just like it's definitely where there's an issue where they don't give the arcs enough time to really like flow they just kind of keep introducing stuff to like that body plow through it like that body augmentation one was actually really really interesting considering an entire was. hospital was spoiler an entire hospital was using its patients as guinea pigs to turn them into living weapons to sell to the like highest you, bidder like you do <laughs> and see that's the thing like i feel and i would hate to say this because god i would not want the show to be 50 episodes or so but I feel it was a it was a product of the fact that this show just did not have enough time for these plots. It was like every single time a new plot came up, it was like let's kind of forget the old plot, but kind of resolve it somehow, and then and or just don't don't mention it. Like it, it felt like that. Like it felt like there was not enough time to give all of this attention. To the point where they had to be like, all right, well, what's really important to the show to us right now? This or this? I don't know. I, I I feel like there could have been more done to help iron out the wrinkles with it. And there just wasn't. And I, I don't know. I just hate that because I, I liked a lot of the ideas in the show. I like Again, I liked Cutie Honey. She was cool. I actually really liked her character. I liked the detective. I liked all the. I liked all the androids or cyborgs Hi- or whatever. Hi- I liked all Hi- of them. Hayami's a fun character. I liked... He's a complete dipshit. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't honey, so they they mesh together well. You get two halves of a whole idiot. Yeah, but honey is a- honey AKA is bliss- the, AKA the worst brother ever from Kiva. <laughs> but he, yeah, he's fucking yeah. Kiva. He pretty much. Is. But here's uh, the th- it's weird because he's way more memorable in this than he ever was in Kiva. 
I had to fucking look him up <laughs> to remember who he was. I had to remember that too, because the thing is, Honey is blissfully ignorant. She's blissfully ignorant, but that's what's her appeal. She's she's cute, but she knows it. She's just always she, happy. Hayami, she's airheaded. She's kind of ditzy. She's a little bit of a dumbass, but she's she's happy. She's carefree and. You know, she just wants to be nice and friends and happy and blah, blah, blah. But Hayami needs to know better. Hayami needs to know better, especially when he's so thirsty for Yuki. When she literally threatens to kill him, it doesn't even faze him. He's just like, you want me more? Which is kind of another thing. They just feel like they leave. Yeah. And his character and both their characters are accurate to how they are in the original where Honey is kind of like... Granted, in the, the original, she kind of, like, plays it up. She's not really, like, super dumb. She kind of puts on an act a little bit. But she's you, She plays that kind of role of being, like, the, the kind of ditzy, carefree girl. Granted, more later adaptations just kind of make her straight up be that, so. But H- Hayami is more yeah. accurate to how he is in the manga, where he's he's <clears throat> just, like, a, his, he's just Honey's dipshit sidekick. Um, but he's so thirsty for Poontang! <laughs> Well, look, it's a Gona guy well, show. So That's you. just how it is. But he, he doesn't realize but, but, that he has an, a, a, a super sexy android sidekick who'd be more than willing to help him out with that well, department. First, okay, first of all, Phil, he's the sidekick, not, not Honey. Second of all, they're just friends, all right? It's, it'd be weird if it was Honey, all right? That's weird. Now, anybody else, it's fine. But Honey, no, that's that's weird. That doesn't. There's, fl- yeah, there's flaws in that logic. Look, there is no fault in that. Phil, you're thinking with the wrong head exactly. here. But either way, um, it's, it's just, like, a, he's like I was to be just kind of like a naive idiot who's easily fooled. But like that—that's kind of his whole thing. Is that like a lot of his setup is him just being like tricked into being like helping people for the wrong reasons, and him kind of blundering into schemes by Panther Claw and. Yeah, you know, Honey has to save him by also blundering her way into things, kind of coincidentally half the time. And then be fun. And see, I think that's the pr- I think where it's Hayami and Honey kind of accidentally blunder their way into the same scheme at the same time, and they're just getting along in shenanigans. That'd be fun. That'd be a nice like villain of the week type premise. But they don't, they don't really do it too much in the later half of the show. I, I think that's the, that's the biggest problem that I have, and this is going to go into the other two androids, because it starts as soon as those two come in. It's, they're trying to mix the comedic aspect that we had earlier, which I don't mind. I thought the, the comedy, for the most part, was all right. They're trying to mix the comedic aspect of Cutie Honey, this ditzy... I mean, let's be honest. She's a comedic. She's a comedy character. Yeah, she's kind of like a joke hero, more or less. I mean, she. Yeah, and it's not that she's not taken seriously. It's just that she's kind of, kind of a goofball. She's she, she's like Ariel from or a rally, whatever from fucking Doctor Slump. She's Doctor she's Slump. strong, but you don't take her. I guess so. Yeah, but I she's guess it's a... but you don't take her super seriously. But she is a threat to the villains, which I can understand. But then when you bring in the other two. And it's just like, you're not meshing with the tone at all with this. And then when they have to have Honey also become, like, serious, it's just something about that just doesn't mix. Because you have this character who, just five minutes ago, 
literally blocked a katana with her tits. <laughs> now, getting serious and fighting a supervillain? Like, I don't know. Something about that just... It didn't feel right, I, if you know what I mean. Like, I it, it felt agree. totally it, mixed. It feels inconsistent more than, you know, it usually is with his tonal inconsistency. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say I did not like that part. I kind of didn't like it when the show tried to get serious. It was just like, I don't care. Uh, like, it's... Exactly. When you guys are goofing around, it's fine. Like, you can have the villains be serious, but, like, not our heroes being like, oh, it's... <laughs> Oh, my dad was killed, and your dad turned into a robot. No, a like, finger what made about, my car crash. What about the women's prison? What about the women's prison series. stuff? This is not. This is fucking cutie, honey. This is not the kind of series to be like edgy, grimdark. What is this fucking Devil Man again? I hope. Yes. No, all the the most serious points that I'm thinking of right now. I don't fucking know where the CGI Devil Man just. Well, came. I mean, I don't know. That wouldn't be the first time Cutie Honey and Devil Man themed up. So. Fucking I dude, I would laugh. I would have laughed my ass off if you see that fucking little skinny bitch from fucking Devil Man just come out of nowhere. He's not, he's not even the CG Devil Man. It's like when he has the prosthesis. <laughs> She's coming out of nowhere. Did, I'm like, did, bro, did we what the fuck? Fucking, uh, what was it the '90s? Uh, the '90s series basically did that. Where they had Akira show up for one episode for no fucking reason at all. Dude, I would have marked the fuck out if I saw live action Devilman just swoop right in out of nowhere. I'd be like, bro, what the fuck? I don't think I watched Great. that one. Good. Oh, you don't want Show to. Um. Um. So. But yeah, like like I said, like the the comedic aspect and the serious tone, it just didn't mix well, and it was to the point where it made me not care. Because again, like like you said, Jay, you can have your villains be super uber mega dark serious, and the and the you know the, the comedic characters still be comedic. I mean, that's how fucking comedy manga in general works. But when you start trying to mix it together and you start trying to make the comedic characters serious, with not that much finesse. It just doesn't work. Like, again, you know what? I'm going to go back to the show I, I mentioned earlier, Shogeki Goraigon. It actually did a very good job when it needed to be semi-serious to be serious because it wasn't being grim serious. It was just being like, okay, the characters know that there's stakes and they're going to take that stake seriously, but they're still goofballs. And it, and it works because, you know, they, they understand like, all right, th this is serious, but hey, we're still goofy. Here it's like, Cutie Honey just forgets she's a goofball and just becomes this super mega, like, serious magical girl show. And I'm just like, that doesn't work. I wouldn't mind necessarily. Like, you know, like we have Miki, who is kind of the, the as I always describe it, the stop having fun character. Uh, that'd <laughs> yeah. That'd be fine if, they, you know, if everybody else was kind of like goofy and she's the sole serious one. Because yeah, the, you, need to have the straight that, man. you need to have that straight man character in these kinds of comedy hero shows. But then, like... Everybody starts being serious, and it's just like, I don't really care about this. And there's a whole lot of really like dumb twists. Like uh, characters keep dying, but then coming back to life, and then dying again in the span of like three episodes. And, and then there's a whole part with Ka with Kaixa. It's fucking. Let's even talk about who <sighs> the villains are. Okay, so we've got Mark Musashi. We've got Mark Musashi as an uber rich man who with who just gets irrationally upset about people and his service at places all the time. And he gets them fired. And gets them fired because he's a fucking white woman, I guess. 
Well, I don't know. Karen Musashi. Yeah, yeah, Karen Musashi. Uh, so we have uh, Koei Murakami as a crazy... Sociopath. Sociopath with split personalities. <laughs> one personality is Koei Murakami, and then there's one where he's like a child. Yeah. And then there's the... the nothing personal edgy personality who cutie loves who for no particular reason cutie honey falls in love with and please somebody because it's played as a joke did somebody did one of you guys make a gif of his of the his face in the heart yes i did (laughs) thank Uh, you i actually don't i actually have a screenshot of. thank you i love you too actually i don't think i have a gif of it but i know i have a screenshot of it um and then yeah so there's an arc where cutie falls in love with him for no real reason uh and again it's played as a joke and it's funny i think it's hilarious Uh, and and then that leads to and that leads him getting his fourth personality which is just which is a woman woman. rupaul's drag race Uh, so he starts (laughs) cross-dressing for some reason Um, yeah and then in the end of the show where he he gets his own bootleg honey system and dresses up like cutie honey and grabs his crotch ever ever wanted to see in my life Um, (laughs) too much leg and too much crotch grabbing listen i can accept kohei murakami doing a lot of weird shit that's why i love him he's a weird man who can do weird characters great Seeing him dress up as cutie honey and being, like, really effeminate and sexual is not something I ever expected to have to see or sit through. Look, I will say this right now. I made the dire mistake of watching the, the, the episode that he first transformed in. I made the dire mistake of watching that on my big screen. <laughs> While there were people in the house. And oh, no. and here and here comes my mom, right? She's just like, "Oh, are you are are you watching the tofus?" And then you just see Murakami go, and she's just she doesn't oh. even say anything. She doesn't say a thing. She's just like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, just this walks uh, off. This is definitely not a show to watch in any kind of mixed company at all. Oh no! <laughs> Unless you are very drunk with many people. Well, you can watch most things in mixed company when you have alcohol around. Um, so we have our third villain, who is the the weird like musician lady who eats eggs and, and likes to sexually. <laughs> I love that. And likes to sexually she molest eats girls. Eggs. She's yeah, she's like a weirdo. Let, let's not mince words here, though, Jay. She doesn't just eat eggs; she swallows she the fucking. Oh yeah, she swallows them whole and spits them out like tobacco. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember what the hell her plans were. So there's like, there was like Murakami and his. Was like, she just wanted to fuck gambles. the blue chip. Yeah, she wanted to fuck Miki. She, she That's just, all she wanted to do. She was just a weirdo pervert. Yeah. Um, like for, the, her entire plan was basically, I want to fuck Miki. Well, well, it's uh, weird though because out of all of the villains, she's the only one that gets like an actual villain costume. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, technically Murakami does as well. I mean, he's got like the the weird monster hands and everything, but that doesn't really like count necessarily. Which doesn't, which are never explained, by the way. No, he just. He, I mean, well, granted, you know, fucking uh, what's his name, uh, 
Musashi has like foot blades for no real reason. That at all. Yuki pulls out. Well, to be fair, at least with that, you can say that's because he's cybernetically enhanced himself yeah. because he's addicted to that. With Murakami, it's just like, I'm Bird. Yeah, well, I'm a bat. <laughs> that's it, it. It makes sense with Musashi's character because, you know, body augmentation is his thing, but Murakami's character, he just, he's just it's got just, monster parts for some reason. Because it looks cool. I mean, then again, so isn't, you know, the other two members besides Musashi, so I guess it's just whatever. Um, but yeah, she's the only one who gets, like, an actual villain costume, and it's, like, kind of vaguely sort of familiar. Like, looks like somebody remembered one of the villains from the original series and kind of tried to draw them again, but then also didn't really draw them at all accurately at all. Um, Remember when she got her eye stabbed out, and then the next episode she was just like, "Oh, oh yeah." There's this flesh wound, and then you we, there's our fourth villain, who's the, the kindly sweet Obachan who runs the fish shop in the local small town. Who's <laughs> oh, just she was my favorite. A normal old lady, but also she's a, a fucking terrorist. She's got, she's got missiles uh, in her who, stomach. Whose husband is apparently Bruce fucking Lee. Yeah. His husband is like the traditional like drunk dismissive husband but also he's like a fucking badass kung fu master uh, which i thought was funny yeah. he, he spends the entire like most of the show just like sitting on his ass doing nothing and, and then, then like right at the end he shows up and starts kicking everybody's ass I thought and that, I thought until that his hip hilarious. gives out until his hip gives out yeah and then I, like, I liked uh, on, again going back just going back real quick to the whole great stunts that old man, he fucking go. Oh yeah, he I mean, can fight. Yeah, she's like a like a weird old fish shop lady, but she's like the most sadistic of them all somehow. But she doesn't like act at all. She's just like regular old lady, and she's like running extortion gambits and like forcing people to pay ridiculous fines and like setting up ridiculous laws and doing all this sort of like bizarre I, I love it shit. I love it's her great I love it and, and her ultimate attack which is lifting up her shirt to show that she's not fat she just has Missiles. a lot of fucking weapons yeah she has a fucking rocket launcher in her, in her stomach, stomach. <laughs> she she throws exploding starfish for and, some and she uses what fish does she use as a sword a, a, a mackerel I think it was like a, either a mackerel or like an actual swordfish but I th- no it was not it a was not a swordfish that was no that's right a swordfish would make sense Mackerel. It's a mackerel. I, lo- I, I, I love it though. I, I love what it. about the eel staff? Her coming, that being like a fucking villain. Like she's just like, oh, she's the weird old lady around town. No, she's a fucking terrorist gang lord. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> she puts Bin Laden to fucking shame. That's the kind of shit that I loved about this show. Is when it was just totally goofy and. I think it's weird. Because, that, that's like, when you felt that Inoue was having fun. Like, he actually had ideas. And that's weird because it's not like, you know, other Cutie Honey shows can do a mix of, like, serious and comedy way better. So I don't know what the hell the problem here was. Uh, I, I'm going to say, I think it's because he probably, okay, he probably had a idea. He probably had an, had an idea of what he wanted to do with the with the show. He want he had a he had a timeline of everything he wanted to do. He wanted to do point A to B and it was something where maybe the studio didn't give him enough time, maybe the studio didn't want to let him do what he wanted to do. 
they were just like, no, you got it. You got to have this. You got to have this. You got to have this. And it was to the point where like, yes, he had passion. He, he, I, I have no doubt that, that, you know, I probably had a lot of passion doing this, especially because it's cutie honey. It's one of those things in Japan that people just, you just it's know. It's one of those things where it's like, you wouldn't expect this to be popular, but it's somehow popular. and It's very not popular. That I, not that I don't see it. You know, I, it's a nice premise. It's a fun little premise. I mean, it's been around since the fucking 70s. And... It's a very Japan thing, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a, it's a thing that is very popular. A lot of people are into it. I, I would mean, not hell, doubt it, that Inoue well, was into the, it. The first Magic Hero, it's pretty much the one that codified a lot of the usual like, tropes and archetypes that that fr- those franchises have. So, Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, and, it, and he, they have all these tropes, and you know, I have no doubt Inoue was into it maybe when he was younger and he had a lot of passion, but he was a, like I was saying. Even sicker fuck than he probably already is. <laughs> probably. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that passion, while it's there, probably got beat out of him by the producers or something because a lot of it felt like the producer saying okay well now move on okay move move on See, we I, don't have time for that I, I couldn't I could not guess one way or the other I'm not going to assume it was like Dynapro or the guy himself being like no you can't do this I'm going to veto this idea. oh the guy probably would have just said no go weirder be like hell yeah man do whatever the fuck you want give me more feet <laughs> give me more torture Listen, dude, if Gona Guy got this way, everybody would be fucking naked all the time. (laughs) It's just like he's looking over Inoue's shoulder. Make sure the yolks are from jumbo eggs. (laughs) (laughs) What about... (sighs) Listen, I don't... Gona Guy is probably one of the only men that can out-sicko Toshiki Inoue sometimes. Draw uh, out that prison torture scene with the electrocution. Have you ever seen the scene from Family Guy with the women's prison? (laughs) referencing Red Letter Media and Rich Evans, but it's like that one with the Rich <laughs> Evans with the glasses. He's just like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, really, like, sicko faces. Great. That, that, that's that's going to guy. Ironically, that is going to guy. He's a weird man. No disrespect. I absolutely love going to guy and I love his work, but I mean, I, I don't even nearly need to say that because everybody who knows his work knows that he's a fucking sex weirdo. It's in all of his works all the but time. But that's the thing. He, but, but he that's made the fucking thing. violence jack. He, that's really all I need to say. But see, that's the thing about Gonagai. He doesn't care. Exactly. He Go, loves it. Gonagai just does whatever the fuck he wants and he, stops. He knows it, but he, he loves it. He's Gonagai. What the fuck are you going to do about it? He's Gonagai. He fucking doesn't care. Oh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Do you not like the fact that I have tits? Well, I'm going to put four fucking more. I'm going to put... Oh, what? I, I can't show fucking weird sex shit. I'm just going to put more weird sex shit. What are you going to do about it? Uh, oh, I'm canceling. sorry. You don't, you, don't, you don't like this weird bondage? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to just put some S&M gear next to <laughs> Spiked peg legs. <laughs> peg like, legs. Fucking... That's just Gonagai. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the guy draws with a fucking vibrator in his hand. He probably does. Like, that's just who he is. his art is nowadays, yeah, he probably does. <laughs> that is the only thing I will say without respect. His art has gotten really shit. I, I have not seen it, and I don't, and I kind of don't want to just out of fear. So he's like the Frank. Oh, he's like Frank sad. Miller. It's not quite. That's like a different kind of level. It's like. It's like he kept all of his old... It's like when you see, like, really shitty remasters of stuff from, like, like the 90s where, like, they don't, like, update any of, like, the textures. They, like, they just kind of really, like... 
They just put filters over it to make it high def looking. That's basically oh. what these are like nowadays. Where he's basically using all of the same like shit and like faces and archetypes that he used to do, but he's like, oh, it's just really detailed now, and so it looks really ugly. Oh, so oh, that's a shame. So he's not Frank Miller. He's no, because you know he still at least has you know fans and integrity as a human being and is not uh, a rate i will and, say sa- sadly we, we did not get a cutie honey's costume as crazy as we could have and is not that's a racist a, that's son one of thing a they bitch re- look cutie honey's costume could have been much much crazier i mean let's be honest especially here. compared to the the one from the gynax movie where it's that one is just balls out like we gotta put all the detail in Honestly, her costume Give me is the very titties. similar to the um, the, the manga. I'm so. Another thing we really didn't bring up is that um, her her whole power is that she can create anything from nothing, and so like there's a lot of like there's a lot of different costumes she wears. She's got like oh she'll put on a different costume as a disguise, or she'll just throw on another one for no real reason. And so know. she's Common Rider Sailor Moon. Kinda, I guess. Mm. It's a kind of a very blunt estimation, like because in the manga she just has different disguises, different forms, and for uh, some reason, and here it's like, whatever, you know, I can just put on a new costume whenever I fuck I want, and you know, it's an excuse to just show her off in different costumes, and it's fun. It's a fun little adaptation of her usual, like, I've got this form, and this can do this, and then this and that, and different disguises and stuff. Oh, I loved seeing all of her different disguises. Like, she could go from being a do- a nurse to a maid to a school... Well, no, she's always a school girl. <laughs> yeah, that's just normal. Um, <laughs> it's a nice... And that's a little thing, and I like how they don't really like... That's another problem I did have with this show, is that um, they just do kind of just expect you to already kind of know who the character is and, like, her powers and her backstory and everything because they spend the yeah i was show. gonna mention that actually because a lot of it does come up like that they they don't really like ever stop to explain anything they're just kind of like oh what you don't already know this well fuck you but then they kind of like, sucks do, to like, be an, you they kind of do an origin like right near the end and it just feels kind of out of place at that tacked point. on yeah uh, honestly it, it almost felt like Again, it almost felt like the producer was telling you, no, you know, what the fuck? You got to tell him something. See, like, again, that's the thing is that Cutie Honey has been around since the fucking 70s. If you're watching the show, you already know who the character is. You're not going to go into this blind. So I feel like. <laughs> yeah, like my, like me. Like, yeah, like you two were. I feel like that's kind of what Inoue was feeling where it's like, you know what? I'm not going to bother with any kind of origin shit. Everybody. The fucking Gainax movie came out two years ago. Everybody already should know this. And then I feel like... I, I so, feel like we'd probably have a better time with the Gainax movie. We might have, mostly because, well, you know, it's a story relatively condensed into, like, 90 minutes. And also, we got Hideaki Anno directing. Um, oh my god, yeah, I remember seeing that. I was like, it's fucking Anno. Like, what the fuck? Fucking, Where did this come... What is with Cutie Honey and having a history of just, like... Crazy big name directors and shit. Look, like, it's it's one of those franchises. It's just one of those those series. Like, I'm gonna find out that like, oh, now now we have a version of it made by fucking like what, what fucking Miyazaki somewhere. I don't fucking know. It's just weird. <laughs> Imagine if I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but but yeah, like like um, like Jay said, 
if you're going into this blind, you're probably going to be more annoyed than anything because you just don't know what... I don't know, you just don't have anything to grasp onto. Yeah. I didn't, for the I, most part. I think that's why I liked the show a little bit more than you guys because I was already familiar with the character and I was already kind of familiar with the gimmicks and the tropes, so... I kind of already ex know what to expect. I, I found myself enjoying it way more than I would say you two did. I, I still have my gripes with it. I definitely do. I definitely agree with you guys on a lot of points, but I had a lot of fun with this show. I found a lot of the plots to be very entertaining. I, I do agree that they probably should have sticked closer to a, like a villain of the week kind of thing rather than trying to do like an overarching arc because it just kind of fell flat when they tried to do that. Yeah, and, and again, like... I feel, especially for someone like Inoue, I feel like there is a very, very, excuse me, there's a very easy way to do this type of stuff. But again, I, I don't know, just something that tells me that he was held back. He was very much held back, and if not by the producers, by how much time he was given. And you know what? I could even see it as a thing where like the producers say, we need all of this, but in this time frame. And Inoue's just like, I don't know how to do that in that time. I don't, maybe he didn't have enough time. And, and like you said, Jay, at the beginning, he's working with very, very pre-established concrete characters that have been around for, what, since the 60s? Well, I mean, well, 1972, but I mean, even then, like, other than Honey and Hayami, none of the characters in this show are from the manga. Okay, uh, Honey's roommate was in the manga, too, but she doesn't count. Um so the rest of the well, well I think I think you know what I mean though like there's no, a very yeah, it's a very pre-established like formula and like premise so I think he was just here trying to have fun with you know what can I have cutie honey get into what kind of shenanigans can they get involved with yeah and like then, what can we get away with and it's to, to the like, point where it's just like do a story I can't. and it just kind of feels like yeah like and, and again I, I, and like, I hate to say it like yeah. that the, the introduction of, like, new... Uh, there's new honeys, and there's kind of, like, the, the villains are trying to... You know, obviously, they're trying to capture her because they want the thing that can make anything from nothing from her. Uh, because, you know, it's a machine that can make anything from nothing. Why the fuck would you not want it? Which is just... It's just weird when you think Again, about it. it's one of those things where it's, like, it's fine from the fucking 70s because it's a goofy manga from the 70s that you're really not supposed to take seriously. But it's one of those things where, like, they don't really update it at all for any incarnations, so it's just kind of a little hokey. Just don't which worry not, about which it. Which is not a problem. I f I'm fine with it. It is it is a little sillier hearing in, you know, 2007 that there's, oh, there's a machine that can just, like, absorb airborne particles and turn it into fucking anything it wants. And it's used in a fucking robot that turns into a fucking magical girl. You know, fine, again, I, I like I liked it though. Like, no, it I was works. gonna say it's a lot of a lot of the things in this show I liked. Like, I liked a lot of the ideas. I liked a lot of the things that happen in this show. It's just, I don't know. There's something. There's something with it that I don't feel like I could recommend to somebody if a they don't know what cutie honey is. That's that's a big thing, and b I don't know if you're expecting something. I guess I wouldn't want to use the word coherent, but I guess that's the only word I can think of. Like, coherent? Honestly, I would say probably take your chances with some of the other shows. I mean, I'm pretty sure the anime is very, very good. I mean, I've heard good things well, about the anime. Well, there's, like, five or six different animes, so it kind of depends on which one you're looking at. 
I guess stick to the Gainax version. Either <laughs> yeah, either go with the '90s one or do the uh, the Gainax OVA. So that's probably going to be your best bet for uh, first time viewing, uh, and then kind of go from there. Uh, definitely not the best, but definitely not the worst. Uh, I'll I'll definitely give it that much. Uh, it's just kind of all right. It just kind of exists. I like I said. Yeah, I exactly. It. I had a lot of fun watching it, but there are definitely problems with the show and it's I wouldn't necessarily it's as hard of a sell to you know like another fan or somebody who already is familiar with like the franchise but isn't really like Mm -hmm. super into it but no yeah if you're trying to get into the series I would definitely say start with something else instead yeah Yeah. I I will also say this if you're not okay and I know for a fact there are people out there who won't be because of this if you're not into the overly sexual, weird, perverted type humor, you're not going to like if this show. If you're already not a fan of Go Nagai, you are not going to like this show. Oh, no. Uh, do, do you not like titties blocking katanas? Okay, if, if you, you entered, if you no, this have, is not for you. If you cannot have fun while also there is weird, sexy stuff happening. Just stay away. If you Go. cannot... Are you okay with <laughs> missiles being deflected with big boobs if you can't no then this is not for you if you can't accept mild old man penis humor that he's on there this isn't for you exactly again you know what i think i just summed it up the best way the first time if you're not already a fan of gona guy's works cutie honey is not going to be for you Uh, or if you don't know who gona guy is that's another problem well i mean statistically speaking you probably know who gona guy is without knowing who he is Fucking, you remember when Devil Man Cry Baby came out and how fucking ridiculously popular it was? Yeah, Great. but that's because of the fucking you know, plebs. The kinds of people who liked that are not going to be the kinds of people who like Cutie Honey, so. Yeah, because they're fucking plebs. They are. Man, but but want, yeah, but but, but like see, but like I want to see an adaptation of Cutie Honey like fucking Cry Baby. Cutie Honey Cry Babies. <laughs> no, Dude, no, if they like, would um, if they were um, to make Cutie Honey the way Gona Guy would want to make cutie honey holy shit dude that thing would be off netflix so fucking fast well if they did it, that wow it'd be the original show and the original show got canceled so that should tell you enough oh boy man i i almost want to see it just to see like the fucking reaction to like the first episode holy fuck that'd be a, that would be How mad people milestone would be. oh no they have titties in a show we we have to Burn down Netflix. Oh, we have to burn Netflix down. Done with Netflix. But yeah, like again, like, like Jay said, obviously, like, if you're not a fan of going to guy, you're not gonna be a fan of this. If you're not a fan of titties, you're not gonna be a fan of this. If you're not a fan of just raunchy ass fucking humor, you ain't gonna be a fan of this. Oh no. But I, I think, with that being said, I, again, I will give its props. Music, really nice. Costumes really fucking nice. I actually really really like the the costumes. Uh, fight scenes amazing. Mark Musashi, leave Mark me alone. <laughs> Mur- this is the third show we had with Mark Musashi already. What was it? this year? How many have we had? There was Shibuya fifteen. There was Garo. There was, was Garo, and then there was this. Wait, he was in Garo? The- yes, he was the uh, waiter. Or waiter, uh, yeah, waiter. Basically, the, he was uh, a waiter. The butler of the uh, creepy ghost girls. 
Oh my yeah, god, that was him? Yeah. I that did. That was uh, Mark Musashi. Oh, I did not know that. He looked a little. He looked a little different in there. He looked either. older. Uh, I don't know how. It was around the same time. This, so. I don't know. It, it was probably the makeup. It was the, the makeup. makeup. It was the makeup. But yeah, like we we got Mark Musashi, which again, third third time third show that we've got with him already. Fuck. We've got Murakami, which is always fun. We've got we got a lot of things in the show that I feel could have made a really, really fun fucking show. But I just feel like it fell flat in a little too many areas. I don't think I would hate it as much if I, like I said, like with Jade, if I knew what Cutie Honey really was. Because, again, this is my first time really watching Cutie Honey, which is weird because this is also the second time. I'm introduced to a Gonagai property <laughs> through something that I didn't think was very good. First one was Devil Man. Boy, I can't wait till somebody asks me Mazinger Infinity or something like that. Or actually, no, they're uh, well. Okay, I was gonna say, or somebody asks us to watch Getterobo Go, but I'm pretty sure that's lost media at this point. So um, let's just watch Violence Jack. Fuck yes, let's do fucking Violence Jack and be horrified at the life choices we've made. I, I need to watch that with you guys. I need to watch no, Violence Jack with you guys. I fucking want to watch Violence. I don't want to watch Violence Jack. Fuck that. Why would I watch it on my own if I, unless you guys would watch it? It's Violence Jack. That's it's why. Fucking... Listen, Phil. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even going to explain. You just, just find just out. No. First, I need to watch the live action Devil Man. No. <laughs> no, you don't. No, no you no, don't. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Go, go right ahead and get back to us. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Not with that CG, you don't. Um, but yeah, that was my final thoughts. Uh, Phil, what have you? What about you? What are you? What are you? What are your final thoughts? Um, I. Well, again, I watched it in clusters, and I did want to keep going back to it every time I took a break but there were times where I was frustrated with how like some episodes would start where it's like there should have been more plot development like it, it felt like you started somewhere it's like wait a minute did I skip an episode and the, the fighting was really good I I do like the cutie I do like the cutie honeys even if I do think that Miki had the best arc out of all of them and she's really the only one that kind of does have an arc pretty much but other than that, it was uh, it was a good show. I, I liked. Uh, I it wasn't perfect. It had its problems, but I I enjoyed it. Well, Jay, I know you said some stuff, but you, you yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. Like I said, it does have problems. There's consistent with C tone problems, and I, again, there are people who are already fans of Gona Guy and used to his kind of weird consistency things and. Even fans of Eno Way who have been like, yeah, his his tonal shifts in this are kind of jarring, and uh, some plot threads just kind of go nowhere. And uh, but otherwise, it's a fun show. It's really enjoyable. Uh, I liked a lot of like the the episodic plots. Uh, again, on episodes on their own, they're pretty entertaining. It's just like the the overall arcs tend to fall flat. Um, I liked the characters. I liked their actors. Everybody does a really good performance. Uh, music's good. Uh, like I said, it's it's good. It's nothing super special. Uh, it's definitely not the best Cutie Honey series. It's definitely not the best uh, Toshiki Inoue work. Um, give it a watch if you're familiar with the franchise and want you know just kind of want to check something out or 
you're a fan of Inoue or, you know, you're a fan of Go Nagai. But again, if you're not Or you're just a freaky sex pervert. Or you're a sex pervert. Um, (laughs) But like I said, if you're not already familiar with the character to some degree, you're gonna have a bad time. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Um, So I think with that being said, we're not going to spin the wheel this time around because it is the middle of May. And for the rest of this month, which would be May 13th to, let's see, it would be June 13th. And then, we'll, we'll, you know, j- just in case, we'll do the, the first two weeks of June. So we'll make it a month. So we're going to be doing a month of Godzilla because we've been, we've been wanting to do Godzilla again for a while. So we thought, eh, let's forego the wheel just for a little bit. Just do a bunch of Godzilla stuff because A, it's Godzilla. <laughs> B, nothing else to do. And see, their movies, they're short. We can watch them very easily. Oh, yeah. Unless somebody asks us to watch the anime ones. Oh, fuck off. I'm not doing that. No, yeah. I, I vetoed with, that. You, you mean with, like, Treezilla? I'd fucking He's a tree, Jay. The one based off the 98 movie was pretty good. No, that that's... That's not what we're talking about. No, no, he's talking about he's talking about the fucking you anime one with trees that like Oh yeah. Ones. No. The fucking trees. So uh, next we kinda of <laughs> decided we're gonna do the next Heisei movie, so that's Godzilla ver- technically it's not Godzilla versus Mothra, it's Godzilla and Mothra, I think. Even though it's, he beats the shit out of Mothra. Even though even though it is still a basic Godzilla versus whatever movie. It's not actually called Godzilla versus Mothra for some weird reason. Well, technically, we're going to be doing the next four. So it's going to be Godzilla versus Mothra. Space Godzilla. Space Godzilla. After that, I think it's Mechagodzilla. No, no, no. So it's Mothra, then Mechagodzilla, then Space Godzilla, then Destroyer. Yeah, he's right. Holy shit, we're going to get to do Destroyer. Woo! Holy fuck, I didn't even know that. Oh, my God. Yeah, because the last time... We did. Hold you on, guys me, did Ghidorah. No, because the last time you guys did. No, Ghid- yeah, that's, yeah. that's going to be the rest. Because you guys did Ghidorah two years ago. Holy wow. shit! We're going to be able to do, fucking do Destroy, dude. I'm fucking hyped for that. I, I. That's re- going to be interesting. That one is like one of the most epic looking ones of them all. Have you ever seen it? No. God, Ooh, dude, you're, you're missing out. You're gonna, fucking hell. No, he's gonna. Ha- no, you know what? Don't watch it yet. Watch it. When it's time to review it, because I want to hear your your like fresh initial reaction. Dude, to why that, don't we, you dude, are going to be really wa- into watch it. party, man? We do watch party. Yeah, we might as well. Uh, but uh, let's, so uh, yeah, next week it's going to be Godzilla and Mothra <laughs> versus I think Batra. Yeah, oh, Batra. This is the one with Batra. The stroppy fucking cunt. Look, look, that tells you how much anybody cares about Batras <laughs> that I couldn't fucking remember who he was. Uh, Speaking of Mothra, yeah, aka the plot, the, the plot where, movies. aka where the plot synopsis is, Mothra's brother throws a fucking tantrum. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um. So yeah. So it. So next week, Mothra. The week. The week before that. The week after that, it's uh, Mecha. I think. Yep. Mecha Godzilla. Then. Mecha Godzilla. Space Godzilla. Destroyer. Holy shit, that's gonna be cool. We're gonna. I'm gonna have fun with that. I didn't even know we were so close to the end with fucking Heisei. Well, uh, that, yeah, there's only like seven of them, which is weird because you, you think oh, that's crazy. 
there's more, but I guess we really did already do yeah, we, most of them. We did buy Because we did we, 84, we did buy Alanti, and then we and did, then we did uh, Ghidorah. Ghidorah. Yeah, you two did Ghidorah. I was with the I was there for Biolante, but those were in twenty eighteen. And I don't uh I Ghidorah don't... was with Jay and Van and I actually. I think Van was there. No no Van was there for Van was there. No, and Van and Nemet. The other one. Yeah, him. Uh, I forgot his name honestly. Yeah, I I wasn't there. That was the that was the thing. I wasn't there. But yeah, so we 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 did that one with Ghidorah, and now we're back with fucking Batra. I was oh, I was kind of looking oh, for, I was kind of looking oh, forward great. to seeing the the, the timeline get skewed because of all the Dorads and the Ghidoras. I was looking forward to that. But I will say, I was gonna say I will say I am looking forward to seeing if Batra because I, I don't remember this movie being. Per- particularly amazing, but I want to see if maybe my opinions changed after watching it. I don't know. I feel like it might be a bit better than I'm giving it credit for because, you know, I'm making fun of Batra being a little stroppy bitch. You know, speaking of um, speaking know. of Mothra, we need to do the Mothra movies. One of these days we might maybe. as well. And then maybe we'll also do the Gamera movies when the fucking sun explodes. <laughs> oh, what about the, oh, man. What about well, the one with Yamato? Fair, what about the fair, one with Orochi? <laughs> with the giant eight-headed dragon? The... The Gamera collection is out, so if you guys ever wanted to watch Gamera, there you go. Yeah, but which which one the mo uh, the 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 trilogy the, the good the nineties tr- trilogy or the original Showa? The collection I think is all of them. Is that the Criterion or is that just regular? Uh, let me look it up real quick. It's I think it's the Criterion. Because I want I want to get my hands on that Godzilla on that Godzilla Criterion collection. Oh, I have it. It's amazing. I I. Even, do you think I could still get it, even though I already own the the Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla and Godzilla versus the Sea Monster? I mean, you might as well. Then again, um, I'll, I'll probably yes, get it's it. all twelve. It's all twelve Gamera movies. There's only twelve. Dude, Gamera doesn't have that many. Gamera's kind of dead. <laughs> Look, you know, you know, it's funny. You Listen, know, it's sad when you have to have a guy dressed eventually. up as Gamera. No, I was going to say, you know what's sad when you have, have to have a guy dressed up as Gamera holding up a sign saying, Godzilla now playing? <laughs> That's just sad. Listen, That's he's, he's going to get another one eventually. He was he was in the art book for Godzilla, King of the Monsters. He's definitely going to be in That one should have been Godzilla versus Kong versus Gamera. Dude, the fact that see that's the thing like people keep saying that, but like apparently wasn't isn't King Kong versus Godzilla like the last one they had planned? I think so. Yeah, they, they were gonna do a destroy all monsters one, but considering the fucking world is ending right now, I don't know what <laughs> they're going to do next. I mean, I don't know, but I, I, I would assume so. I mean, if they do do a destroy all monsters and they can get Gamera somewhere in there, that's fine. I that'd guess be, that'd be like Final Wars tier bizarre, where they had Zilla show up. And then got fucking curved. <laughs> you, you mean Zilla, where he comes out all CG? That was intentional. With a weird fucking alt emo rock band playing in the background, and then Z- Godzilla just murks the fuck out of him. AJ, that was intentional. I know, but it was just just funny. Also, it was the movie when, one, when not not the so, animated one that's actually good. Now I was gonna say, wouldn't it be great though if like. They have Gamera in there, and they just do the same thing to him that they did to fucking Zilla. Well, South Park did it, so they probably might do that. People would be so pissed. (laughs) Anyway, uh, well, now that the uh, the episode is thoroughly over, 
Uh, yes, so pee-pee-poo-poo. So, uh, with that being said, guys, thank you guys for watching. As always, I am AJ. That's Jay. Goodbye. That's Phil. I'm hungry and I'm excited. And we'll see you for Godzilla and Mothra. Bye-bye. Bye.